Hello dudes, welcome to the second episode of our podcast Real Life Stuff where we talk about things that happen on and off screen. This episode we're talking about Ladybird and also what else are we talking about? We are talking about family and teenage identity and we are talking about Greta Gerwig's intentions for making the film. And we also And also Greta Gerwig being an absolute fucking genius. Yeah. and we also stress about adulting and inexplicably discuss the origins of monopoly and this this episode is just going to be chill and we're going to focus more on the cinematic aspect as compared to the last episode where we focused more on social issues and it was a bit heavy so just chill yeah. out with us let's have fun most of this episode is literally just us rambling about random shit and that's really fun to listen to so stick around don't yeah. leave after 10 minutes otherwise we will find you we will hunt you and things will happen that you do not want to know about yeah ask spotify how much user data they're collecting yeah exactly <laughs> we know yeah. we know everything we know yeah. everything and thanks for so, listening yeah. and also follow us on instagram at real life stuff and follow us on spotify as well to get notified about all our latest episodes Anyway, getting into the episode. So, today we're talking about Lady Bird, which is um Greta Gerwig's directorial debut. So, I'm just going to give a quick brief overview of the whole thing. So, um it the it stars mainly Saoirse Ronan as Lady Bird, Laurie Metcalf as Marion, which is Lady Bird's mom. and Beanie Feldstein as Julie. Do you remember Beanie Feldstein from like Booksmart and stuff? Booksmart, yes. Yeah, she's I love her. She's very nice. Yeah, the okay, cast is really good. I think this is this is little bit derailing, but then have you watched the actors and actors? I think it's Vanity Fair. I'm not very sure. Mm-hmm. But then uh, the actors and actors of her and uh, Florence Pugh is very nice. And then their voices are so that like Beanie Feldstein is this squeaky voice i'm not saying squeaky squeaky in a bad way and then Florence Pugh has this deep voice very nice you should check it out anyway moving on with what nitya was saying yeah so great performances and so basically it's a dramedy which is a comedy drama and i think it pulls it off really well because at every moment it seems it's dramatic but also like really funny in the kind of way where you just wonder whether you're supposed to laugh at it or not cuz it's like it's just really funny but also uh it's very like it's a big moment anyway it's been nominated for like five oscars and four golden globes it's won two golden globes lot of awards um and it has a really really good soundtrack i have to mention and it's basically it's set in 2002 which is when we were born. Yeah. So we weren't exactly but like you know we were kids. I mean we were infants then. I was a baby that year. Yes. <laughs> but I have to say like when you watch that movie like the kind of nostalgia that uh, Greta Gerwig obviously intended to come through like with the music, with the costumes, with the like the color palette which the, is like the pastels. soundtrack the color palette yeah yeah the, like the pastels and the blues and, and all that the lighting and everything and like i think the nostalgia really came through 
in a way that's kind of dumb because we there's not we don't have anything to be nostalgic about but it just makes you want to live in that period which is always nice but when a movie does that that's why it's great right you haven't lived during that i mean you weren't alive during that time but you still feel when you're watching this you still feel like you kind of lived through those experiences during that time even though you didn't so it's really mm-hmm. great that this movie made you feel that wait is that a proper sentence yeah yeah it is yeah, yeah. that and like it's also cool that we're talking about this now cuz um basically ladybird is uh she's it's she's a teenager right she's i think it's her senior year just before she's going off to college that's basically the phase we're in right now right yeah. and it's the whole movie is about like family and home and how you really don't notice a lot of these things about these experiences before you actually are leaving them behind so then i think that aspect is kind of hitting us now yeah we're going to be leaving i mean because of the pandemic we're not actually leaving leaving and going to college but next year hopefully we'll be leaving so we're just like oh wow um these things i'm going to miss this about bangalore this and that and whatever and you kind of connect to the movie that way now yeah. during this time in life yeah i also think it's kind of cool cuz like at this stage it's kind of like you're just transitioning to adulthood right like we are still dependent on our parents and everything but we also want to have a separate identity and i think that's what a lot of ladybird the character is about she's trying to create a person the person that she is which is ladybird and it actually brings me back to this thing that um sasha ronan said in this interview and she was like um the fact that ladybird has like the fact that she has a separate name that she christened herself with which is ladybird it gives her the freedom to be this alter ego that she wants to be like determinedly be herself even if she doesn't know who that is as such like yeah, just okay wildly fiercely yeah i don't want to come off with such a strong sentiment at the beginning of this episode itself but then to me okay see and then uh, when i say this before i say it i think uh, greta gerwig also kind of intended it to be this way so i'm just going to say that before i start so to me dairy bird kind of comes off as this try hard okay <laughs> everyone in the movie is though everyone yeah, all of the teenagers are everyone in think... high school in fact even in real life i think teenagers are, are generally try hards just all yeah, teenagers all of us, and it's because it's because it's this transitioning phase when you're trying to create your own identity you kind of idealize this and this is like this is what i want to be and this is how and then you try hard to be this and but the thing is so timmy's character and the mean girl character they mm-hmm. pull it off so effortlessly but then ladybird is evidently trying hard to fit in but stand out yeah In that's way, a, yeah she's kind, kind of, of like fit in but stand out that's a very good way to but like i i don't like hate her cuz i kind of understand no, that and yeah. i the the thing is like i under, firstly um all of the character all of the characters in ladybird are fully developed and there's something that you can see yourself in and you can understand them fully like 
the way that the characters are portrayed, you don't have to get to know the character as such. You just know them completely. But what I'm trying to say is that, like, even though Ladybird is, you know, not really sure of who she is, like, I respect her for not apologizing about who she is. Because just, like, it's not easy to be yourself without apologizing for it, even if you're yeah. tr- still trying to figure that out. I, and this, there's this thing about how Ladybird is, and I saw this a bit, you know, in like the shoplifting scene and everything. Ladybird is kind of the person we would be, like the teenager that we would if we all didn't be. Care. Yeah, if we just acted on our impulses without thinking. I and already do that, Nitya. I, I don't. <laughs> but yeah. like, it's kind of cool to like see that on screen and be like, yeah, and that helps you like form a connection with her. Yeah. And the, the thing, what I love about this movie is that they don't try to fit these characters into these stereotypes that all other high school movies do. Like mm-hmm. this uh, Ladybird isn't just this silent girl who's very introverted and shy and reads books. And <laughs> even the, because that's what they do. They're like, this is a popular yeah. girl. This is a mean guy. This is a hot guy that she likes. Yeah. There, there's this, she falls in love with a gay theater kid. Her best friend is, she likes the math teacher. You don't see those non-mainstream characters everywhere. Yeah, I think, Spurti, we forgot to mention what the movie is about. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so basically, the movie is about Ladybird, this teenager who is just going through life. And she has all the, it's like, um, and this is the best way I can describe it. It's like a cliched, like young adult story without any cliches. Like That is the best just, way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just done really well, I think. Uh, and it's not a plot driven um, movie. It's a character driven movie. And that's a kind of movie that I really like. Um, so, yeah, that's all. So if you like Ladybird, you should also watch like Boyhood and stuff. I don't know. Mm, yeah. I don't want to get into the end of the movie already. But so as, like because you were talking about how it's character driven. Um, mm-hmm. So in the beginning of the movie, um, we see Ladybird's mom driving uh, home from work or something. Sometime in the beginning of the movie, she's coming home from work, okay, in her car, and she's driving through Sacramento. And at the end of the movie, when Ladybird learns to drive, she's driving through those same roads. Yeah. I don't know what I had to say with this, but then... It's just like, a really you think about, beautiful yeah. part. And the whole Greta Gerwig pays... Yeah, yeah. She pays a lot of attention to the way that the surroundings, like the environment is filmed. Sacramento, which is the setting, like she pays a lot of attention to the way she shows Sacramento in the movie. Like it's not, it's subtle. It's not like outright in your, it's subtle, but like Mm -hmm. you notice it. So basically there's this part where Ladybird is writing her college, like, Ladybird and her guidance counselor are reviewing her college essay or whatever. And the counselor is like, I can see how much you love Sacramento, the way you described it. And then Ladybird's like, what? I really 
fucking hate Sacramento. Like I like the entire movie is about her and how she wants to leave Sacramento and not stay in it at all and wants to go where culture is like New York. But uh that's again comes back to the whole how home means something special to you but you don't really pay attention to it until it's almost gone. Mhm. Yeah. So Greta Gerwig she portrays Sacramento not just as a place but as a feeling and that's yeah. really beautiful. Yeah. It invokes things inside you. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I don't know. I've always I've always loved Bangalore though. It's not like I'm going to leave and then be like, "Oh, I miss Bangalore so much. I never appreciated." So I do not relate in that aspect, but yes, I understand. Bangalore is a great place. Yeah. Even with all the shit. So nice if we go back down. to the like the essence of the film essentially is um the relationship between Lady Bird and her mother which is like when i watched it it totally reminded me of my relationship with my mother i'm sure like a lot of people feel that way it's it tells this story of this coming of age story from two perspectives from the mother's perspective and the daughter's perspective and it's just like they fight all the time and they misunderstand each other and everything but they still have that deep affection for each other and it's just i like that how it's told from this perspective instead of the usual like usually the main focus is the whole romance and all of that but here the focus yeah. is is about family uh, and i i i really like that part of it about that so and this is i think this is a case for everyone i'd say at least for a majority of people you have you have one good parent and you have one bad parent like the the parent that you <laughs> like on yeah, the surface the good because cop they're really and the nice, bad cop but then yeah the good cop and the bad cop the other one's really strict and you fight with them always but then i'm sorry if my dad ever listens to this oh but god like, you you know you know you love the bad cop more than you love the good cop <laughs> like you know you love the strict pe- and we see that I in the relationship with her mom yeah i don't know about I, love i think it's more about need yeah i know but on the surface level her and her dad have a really good relationship she is who he is who she goes to for her mm-hmm. college um application and whatever mm-hmm. but then her and her mother just have a deeper connection i can't describe yeah. it yeah no in you're right words. I don't think we can put it into words uh-huh. how we feel about this exactly but I think it is there the general idea yeah. that we are all feeling right now yeah. it's in the air or whatever another but, aspect of this is the fact that it's like and I noticed this it's like uh it's a female film in the sense that it's directed written stars women but also in the sense that all of the relationships that it focuses on like all of the really important relationships that it focuses on are relationships between women the mother and the daughter right and then lady bird and her best friend julie like these are the relationships it really gives attention to rather than like Timothy Chalamet's character or like the gay theater kid character why why do we say that that's a spoiler but... by the way like i'm sorry to interrupt but lucas hedges is everywhere he is in every indie coming of age movie in fact he is in every fucking indie movie 
<laughs> he he is everywhere, dude. He's like I don't know. I'm assuming he's twenty five or something. But he already has like fifty movies that he starred in. My God. Anyway, moving on with what you were saying. Yeah. Uh, in the sense that it gives really focus to relationships between female characters, and like you don't see that a lot at all. In fact, usually when you see the relationship between female characters, it's like bitchiness or like mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. something cliche and dumb. But it really brings out the depth and complexity of these relationships in a way that I really related to and I really enjoyed. And you know what I think is really cool, and I, I, I mean it's not exactly related to this part, but like the fact that so Ladybird's real name is Christine, um, and the fact that her mom still tries to call her Ladybird. even though she named her daughter christine and like she's accepting of that you know thing of her um teenage years or whatever mm-hmm. and she tries to call her ladybird i think that's really really cool of her mom like props yeah. to props to marian and at the end of the movie you see so she's uh, so she at the end she's in the hospital right mhm and she she calls herself christine so during high school she had this as you said alter ego thing after yeah after coming to new york after realizing her true feelings and everything she's kind of come to accept christine instead yeah. of trying to be ladybird she accepts that she's christine yeah like after realizing how much all of like her her mom and sacramento and everything how much it means to her she stops like trying to be this identity that she thought she wanted to be and instead she just accepts the name christine and in doing that she kind of accepts like i don't know how to put this like the love her mom has for her do you know what i mean yeah like, she accepts her mother's role in her life in a way because before that she and her mom were constantly fighting and everything and then they didn't talk for a long time which can i just say i relate to on another level <laughs> but um yeah she kind of accepts the fact that her mother is a big part of who she is and she does that through accepting the name christine so another aspect of the film is the way that it's structured which is super interesting and usually in like all these what what are they called teen yeah okay teen coming of coming age of movies. movies yeah the main things that they focus on are like the big things right like the the boy and the prom and yeah. the stuff but what greta gerwig focuses on are the small in between like the little moments in between and the little moments are really fleshed out the thing what's different between ladybird and other basic coming of age movies is that all other coming of age movies at least most of them are just a build up to the prom everything mm-hmm. that is happening That's right. will be concluded at prom but as you said ladybird is about these small moments and while we're talking about small moments can we just take a minute and appreciate the garden scene oh yeah you know, i love the garden her scene and uh-huh yeah Lucas. i know dude it's so beautiful it's oh my so god silly. yeah 
Yeah. The, and oh my god, the the what do you call the thing? What do you call the behind the scenes? Have you seen? Yeah, like, yeah, I saw it the way she did. I think it. It's so nice. So I happy while she's doing it. I love her so much. She yeah. is in her fucking element. It's so beautiful to watch it's her so just great. direct that scene. Yeah. I love it so much. But if we can get back to what we were talking about, the fact that the small moments are really fleshed out, I think it also kind of, I think what Greta is also trying to say is that it's not just these big events that matter; it's these small moments in between that are just as important. And so this is actually like I was watching Community the other day, and uh, <laughs> Abed said this really. uh th- this thing that was like montages are movies apologizing for reality right and like all of these coming of age movies have these fucking montages and mm-hmm. so that they can yeah. just skip through the boring reality of like hard work and all of that and get to the big moments but and like movies love montages but ladybird is like not exactly but i feel like in a way it's the things that like the scenes are the things that you would see in the montage except they're fully like the searching for the prom dress thing do you remember mm-hmm. that yeah and, and like and that scene is so important and so, so glad important. that it was done this way yeah but like focusing on these little details that don't really matter in other movies mhm every like the way that she has directed this entire thing just makes the movie so real that's why yeah. everyone relates to it so much and you're like these are real moments that i've lived through that i've seen or whatever very cool and you can just tell like when you watch the movie you can just tell each scene has just been so perfectly like every little detail has been just put just so so that like it's exactly what the director's vision is and like so much care has been taken in everything basically ladybird is a really nice hilarious and nostalgic and sad and beautiful movie and you should definitely watch it if you haven't already seen it and also greta gerwig is fucking amazing this is her first solo directorial debut movie and she got nominated for fucking oscars and that's a great fucking thing and we love her so much we yeah. love you Greta Gerwig you are the best so we're talking about ladybird and ladybird is an indie movie an independent film and i would just like to smoothly segue this towards the film independent spirit awards which is an award function ceremony thing for indie movies specifically and it's just so great the independent spirit awards are just like the greatest awards like you win one of those you will have my respect forever absolutely fucking every every uh, at least most of the movies that uh, i saw win the independent spirit awards i watched and i fucking loved I love the whole Aubrey Plaza. Like, Let me just right off the bat Aubrey Plaza, Nick Kroll and John Mulaney. John Mulaney. Yeah, the fucking best. And even that time when like every time like Andy Samberg comes out and sings a song is great. It is yes. great. It yeah. is just like watching that makes you feel so happy and nice and just like you know the Oscars are so full of bullshit and politics and everyone is just so like honest and just 
Yeah, and just yeah. They, they're all such fucking trash. Here, you you come here, you do whatever the fuck you want. The hosts are so fucking hilarious. Oscar, I never liked Oscar hosts because they always seem to be doing such a bad job. I don't like all of them. Fucking suck, and especially post Me Too era, they just don't have hosts anymore, and that's so fucking boring. Like, <clears throat> it's so boring to watch the Oscars. Life. But like whoever's listening to this, just go watch the Independent Spirit Award ceremony on YouTube. You will thank us. Okay, you are welcome. The fact, the fact that the Independent Spirit Award isn't globally televised is such a crime. It's a shame. Imagine if we hadn't discovered this shit. Imagine <laughs> if we hadn't discovered this shit. Fucking okay. I'm just going to. um we need to acknowledge this if we're talking about the independent spirit awards we need to acknowledge this the laura dern song by the gay men's choir dude fucking <laughs> art uh, laura dern finally getting the respect she deserves she see everyone mentioned in that song they they're just like Haha, okay laura dern seemed like she was having having the time of, of her life. life exactly i was enjoying that so much yeah I fucking love her i fucking love her so much She's given such great performances this year. She deserved that fucking song. A real life hero. Dude, okay, so Laura Dern, just fun fact, sprinkling this in here. So you know the uh, Ellen's show? I don't remember what it's called, but then back in yeah. the 90s or something. So Ellen. that show and then she came out on the show, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was just so called Ellen. That, yeah, I do not know. Also like now we don't talk we no one should no one is allowed to like Ellen anymore because she's um, related to pedophiles and she's in that pedophile ring which we will not talk about otherwise our video, our um, podcast will be taken off of this platform because free speech is not real. But anyway, so on that show when she came out, Laura Dawn played Ellen's girlfriend. Yeah. And after that she literally stopped receiving roles because she played a gay person on TV. Exactly. Exactly. And you know what she said she would do it again. Exactly. Fucking queen. What a queen. Fucking queen. Okay. You were saying something. Yeah, I was saying so like speaking of heroes. Uh so Jada Gerwig was saying this thing about how like Ladybird in a way is kind of like like you can think of her as kind of like this um heroine right and she is just she's super flawed and she's super weird and she's super i don't know figuring shit out and not perfect but uh she's really brave and she's admirable for being brave and she just does what the fuck she wants without like she's just eating yeah. those communion wafers being like <laughs> I, i don't give a fuck like yeah to see i think i think the reason that everyone loves her character so much and they resonate with her is because she's such a real character and i've said the word real so many times during this episode because it's true because there there's not these made up stories there these real stories there are people like them so yeah everyone you relate to ladybird on some level obviously we don't have the fucking balls to go and eat communion wafers because i i'm i'm not going to go and like get shunned by the christians but then she does it but yeah but you, on some level you relate to her and that's what makes her such a great character such an amazing yeah protagonist. i mean even though no the thing i think i'm trying to say is that even though ladybird is far from perfect 
we in a way we all kind of want to be her yeah just because she's also, not scared of anything she's just like i'm just going to do this because she is flawed we relate to her and because she's brave we want to be like that we want to do the like be as brave and fearless and careless as her yeah It's such a nice film, such a perfect movie in many ways, but it's really fun to watch because it's just really funny in general. Like, do you remember yeah. that scene where so Lady Bird t- turns eighteen, so she goes to this convenience store and she buys a pack of cigarettes, a scratch-off card, and a Playgirl to celebrate reaching adulthood. And because why the fuck not? She's eighteen. Yeah. What even is adulthood? Like, it's weird. I don't fucking know. I'm sorry. I'm still seventeen. I don't understand that concept. I'd like to. Oh, I forgot. You're still seventeen. I I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh yeah. But so, like, as an yeah, adult, Nitya, is there anything that you have to say about being an adult? <laughs> it probably fucking sucks. I don't know. Like the fact that you just have to do everything for yourself is just like sad. I cannot wait to do Dude, I've always said this. They should have like adulting classes in school, right? Yeah, for like yeah. they should have Dude. like how to do your taxes. How taxes. to Taxes. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. God. First of all, you taxes. know, I do not understand taxes. I had to of- submit a bunch of these financial documents for my financial aid forms and like I saw my dad's and my mom's like income tax The document. I was. It's like fifty pages long. I was like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Like, I'm never going to be able to do this. Like, I know a lot of people just hire someone to do it, but like, at the age of you can't of, be twenty three and hire anyone. Exactly. To do your taxes. You don't have exactly. that money. You need to pay rent. Just how even? Yeah. What even are that? And like mortgages. I am ashamed to admit this. I still don't understand. I barely understand what it is. And like <laughs> my. My understanding of mortgages is from Monopoly. That is where I know it from, and that's all I know. I played Junior Monopoly. Mean? I didn't even get that knowledge on Monopoly because I played Junior Monopoly because that was the one I had. What do you do in Junior Monopoly? It has like you no, know, it's really nice. It has like a carnival, so there's like a Ferris wheel, and then there's like the dodgems and cotton candy and all of that. <laughs> I don't know that shit. I played like high capitalist monopoly. I don't understand happiness. I love capital. Dude, you know this this is something really cool that I learned about monopoly. So and this this a whole story is just so fucking it's so ironic. So basically monopoly was created by this woman, right? And she meant it to like she created it as a way to uh, show how terrible capitalism is uh, totally stan her by the way <laughs> so she had two sets of rules one was for the capitalists and one was for the socialists like if you play by the first set of rules basically everyone goes bankrupt and then one person has all the money but if you play by the socialist set of rules everyone's happy and has a house and free healthcare and all of that right and it was just nice and everyone was happy then this Oh, what is that company called that things monopoly I don't remember anyway they don't bought remember. it yeah. and then 
they bought the game after she died or something i don't exactly remember don't quote me on this but like they didn't pay her much okay they barely paid her anything they bought it and then they just discarded the socialist rules and then they made it into full capitalist game and then they just made a shit ton of money off of it which is like such a capitalist gross capitalist they capitalized move. they capitalized over an anti-capitalist game how capitalist of them the, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i just how that's relevant but anyway no just random tidbit to random tidbit about life and monopoly this Did you is know the monopoly man didn't have a monocle really i yeah he doesn't i we all just collectively imagine that isn't that the mandela effect yeah that's so Which the is, mandela effect is just so cool i don't know how like it's just no it's not it fucking i fucking it fucking confuses everyone it's not cool i mean it is but no like it's terrible but it's cool yeah anyway moving on i guess so the classes that we need to have in high school let's say are how to pay taxes how to pay bills i think yeah because i kind of half know that but not insurance really. i don't know shit about insurance oh my god yeah and you're supposed to have a retirement fund yeah for so when you retire it's all of this it's way too and they should teach us about like portfolios and investing and all of that yeah and and, like, and uh, what do you call those things resumes yeah not just you know the resume we have for our thing name <laughs> colon <laughs> father's <laughs> name nationality languages you know hobbies <laughs> like anyone give the fuck and i i, I love hate, how they say name and then father's name like how yeah. does my father's name have any like any they'll, they'll look your dad up and they'll, they'll uh, question your upbringing that's how You know we should they should also have like cooking classes and sh- like as much as i hate uh, cooking like i hate it with all my but heart but you need to know yeah and like sewing and shit like that oh my god yeah and and the thing is so this is what is funny and th- this is this is home science yeah so basically if they just had home science classes for everyone and taught things that were relevant which weren't calculus and trigonometry life would be good I mean I would probably hate the adulting classes but like I I'd be You would prepared. appreciate it later in life. Yeah. Like god. when you thought you were like thank god they taught me how to sew my pant is torn I need to fix. Yeah. So like what I'd like to talk about is the fact that so ladybirds going off to college right and the whole premise of college itself is real. it's this person i mean it's this place where you can go to be like your own person and you're basically alone and you're away from your parents and that's scary for your parents obviously like for ladybird's mom and you're just surrounded by people your age and it's like you have the freedom to be your own ladybird now you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah that is where we're at right now and we'll be going to college soon and it is scary but it's also fun it's a, i feel like it's a weird concept in itself that yeah. exists and it and also it's a, it's just a weird time especially because now we're in this like buffer period where we finished school we finished 12th grade and everything and we're going to college but we're not really going to college 
yeah so but like i feel like college itself is a buffer period cuz you're not a kid anymore cuz you have to do stuff for yourself but you're also not an adult cuz you're in this like yeah protected Closed system environment yeah. college i think like what i've my perception of college is just this time where you learn things and you figure stuff out and that's all it is you don't need to go out and be an adult you don't have to be responsible you can fuck around and do drugs but then you also need to figure life out so those 3 years or those 4 years are when you need to think about what your quote unquote actual life is going to be about yeah disclaimer uh we are not encouraging you to do drugs just just putting that out there but like do it if you want to sputi do you want to get, get us in trouble yeah <laughs> Okay, no, go to no, rehab. No. Go to rehab. No, no, no. Okay, no. See, do drugs, but then don't um do so much drugs that you have to go to rehab. Yeah. Just like do LSD once and never do it again, and pray to God every day. Yeah, just to like help your depression. That's all. Like yeah. just to alleviate your anxiety, do some weed. Yeah. Also, I free guess. everyone that went to jail for weed selling. Please do. Yeah. super ass also now white people okay this is super off topic but like now these fucking rich white people they have these um marijuana companies where they're fucking selling gummies and thc and shit like bitch black people are in jail for this exactly oh, whatever whatever kind of irrelevant college that's what we were talking about yeah no you're surrounded by people who are you know trying the same drugs as you <laughs> they're the equally clueless they're equally clueless and they're also people like, might seem like they have their shit together or whatever but no one knows anything yeah we're all dumb together yeah and they're all in the same like phase of life and that's cool cuz <laughs> there's no one to like tell you that you're wrong or right cuz no one fucking knows we don't okay. encourage crime yeah uh yeah but other than that bga do crime of course uh then like don't do crime bga don't do crime unless it's graffiti cuz graffiti is art yeah that that's not real crime that's art especially dick graffiti <laughs> that's the highest form of art is just dick graffiti <laughs> <laughs> exactly so so this is like here there's like random painters here i'm like van gogh or someone and then here there's this video yeah of it's a commentary fucking... on the phallic nature of society you know it's like absolutely so intellectual so metaphorical exactly and it it portrays dicks comically and then by that what they're trying to say is men are not important and That's one why... day we will create bone marrow pregnancy and then men will go extinct that's what they're trying to say that's why we support dick artists cuz they are the they have the right views exactly this is such a this is such a derailed thing <laughs> it's very but derailed. like cool i guess is um, our thoughts and shit are out here for people to also oh my god this is going to trigger those um those men you know Those Meninists, women hating. Um, what do you call them? Incels. 
Incels are going to be fucking mad after listening to this. So cool. I'm very happy about that. So yeah. Same. So uh, today we have a question from our dear friend Shruti M, who is ever Again. curious. Yeah. <laughs> so she asks us, uh, "What is the weirdest thing you would name a child?" Okay. Given recent, not recent events, but given this year's event, I think, I think um, there is a pretty clear answer for this. <laughs> yeah, I Are think you there aware is. Of what talking about. I I yeah. I think I am. I think everyone is aware. Yeah. yeah. Um of Elon Musk's child XAE812. Yeah. Yeah, I think they changed it now because it's illegal. Yeah, so apparently they changed it to a normal name. I think it's Glenn or something. I don't know. And that's such a downgrade. First you're robot overlord and now you're Glenn. <laughs> and again, yeah. I'm not really sure what the name is. But it's, some, I mean, it's a basic name. Yeah, just Glenn sounds like a grocery store manager. Okay, just like it's not. Yeah, not yeah. that there's anything wrong with being a grocery store manager or having the name Glenn, but like yeah. But so like, apparently this thing it's pronounced as Ash X Twelve or something. That's okay. If but I'm not I wrong. have found, I have found an even weirder name than that. If you can believe it. So I actually read about this like many years ago, and so there's this couple in Moscow, Russia, and they named their kid. Uh, they named their kid <coughs> biological human object of the Voronin Frolov family, born on June 26, 2002. That is the kid's name. So it, that's what that the, definitely does not sound like an alien's name at all in any way. <laughs> and like so that is that the, baby is human for sure. Yeah, like that's the full form of the name, but the way the name is written is like B O C H R V F two six zero six zero. Like that sounds like the name of a satellite. Okay, like for sure that there is something wrong with that family. We don't know if the baby is a satellite or not. The so. baby is our age, by the way. The baby is now eighteen, and oh. uh. Yeah, and apparently he is called Botch. That's just people call him Botch. <laughs> That's worse. That's worse. That's fucking worse. <laughs> I love how with all these weird names, the the regular like quote unquote regular name given to them is so much worse than their weird name. Yeah, yeah. I mean, imagine having to put a name like that on your resume, just like or like just fill it in in forms. Like it's so. Such a pain. But that is not a pain we know of. <laughs> neither does Christine. I mean, about. yeah, neither does Christine. Back in the end of the movie, when she finally reclaims her name. So that was it for the episode. We'll be moving into recommendations now. So my recommendation for this week is this. internet company called wildly where um basically they give you your daily no bullshit news updates and they keep it simple and to the point and informational and they also do these cool explain segments where they explain the kinds of questions you always wondered but you've been too lazy to look up so that's really cool 
You can follow them at wildly.in on Instagram. My recommendation for this week is a documentary called 13th by Ava DuVernay. It's available on Netflix. I'm pretty sure most of you have already heard of it. So it talks about the prison system in America, mass incarceration, mass incarceration <laughs> and every drugs and shit. It's really cool and it's very well done and it's a really gritty topic and um, they managed to do it so well and it's probably one of my favorite documentaries. You should check it out, 13th on Netflix. Okay, cool. So uh, if you enjoyed this, please let us know. Follow us on Instagram at Real Life Stuff where we post updates, extras, mini episodes, and lots of fun stuff. Also, before we leave, shout out to the two French people that listen to us. Thank you. And Have thanks to day. the one non-binary person and like the three people over 40 who listen to us. <laughs> okay, goodbye. You are heard. I mean, actually, we are heard, but you are seen, you are seen. by us. And we, and we appreciate you very you. closely. Yeah. And we appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you. Goodbye. Good night. Good night. Bye.